This is Mr. PTO and welcome back to Echo Meld Radio, the media source for We the People of Main Street. Today's date is April 5th, 2022. Before I get started with today's episode, make sure that you follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. Also hit me up in my email, echomeldradio at gmail.com if you have any podcast requests or questions. To support the independent news media, which is Echo Meld Radio, you can do that through the cash app at dollar sign echo mail radio or to do a monthly support you can do that at anchor.fm forward slash echo mail radio forward slash support support this channel as always make sure that you get this content to your family friends neighbors colleagues and church members today's title of the episode will be cold brew turmoil now, before I get started, uh, yes, I know it's been a while since Mr. PTO has made anything. And yes, I've been fine just dealing with some outside events. All is well. Actually, things are going better than uh, usual and definitely in these climates. So I'm, I'm definitely blessed and highly favored. So I'm very thankful for that. And hopefully I look to get onto a more regular schedule of some kind, whether it's weekly or bi-weekly. But again, I can't promise you that because again, the way conditions are, as most of you already are aware, things change. So that means the way this podcast comes out will also change as well. All right. So back to the podcast, like I said, today's title of the episode is Cold Brew Turmoil. And as some of you have heard last week, um, President Biden has decided to open up the U.S. oil reserves. And according to him, it will lower the gas prices. Again, according to him. Now, one million barrels a day, uh, well, one million barrels of oil a day for the next six months. Now, you have to ask yourself, people, is there really 180 million barrels of oil waiting for use? Now, supposedly it is that there's actually 568 million barrels of oil in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So I guess a third of it will be gone in six months. So all is well. So we hope. Now, the real reason for that press conference that you saw last week was about Russian oil going offline. And that's kind of like half truth. The deal is as of April 1st, which was ironically April Fool's Day, <laughs> that that oil from Russia will be priced in rubles uh, to unfriendly countries. Now, the Santa Naughty list didn't have any countries' names on it per se, but if you've paid even half of attention to any of this stuff going on with Ukraine, you have an idea who is on the naughty list written in invisible ink. But due to the price and shortage of grape juice, nobody's willing to pour some on the list to see the names of unfriendly countries. So everyone will assume if their name made it or not. Now, sources say any payments of oil in dollars or euros will be looked at as a default and a breach of contract. Now, you already had countries like France and Germany that are playing the challenge card, which 
The challenge card is referred from the Uno game. Uh, if you don't know what the challenge card is, definitely check your Uno game manual if you don't know what that card is. Uh, but what I will say is if, if you're wrong with using a particular card like this, it will handicap your game. Now, from what I had read, uh, if they do do this, if they try and pay in like euros or dollars, gas supplies will be stopped immediately without any attempt of payment. Well, with I'm sorry, with any attempt of payment in euros or dollars. Now we get this. Uh, you know, this is kind of serious. You know, for the EU countries, De definitely for them because I think I think the lowest percentage I heard that one country. Which I believe it's the UK. They get like 3% of their uh, gas and um, oil from, from Russia. But then you have some countries that are getting as much as 80% of their gas and oil from Russia. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it sucks for them for sure. And I've even heard about, you know, one particular country entertaining transactions in rubles, which was Italy. But I don't think any final decision has been made on that like I said Germany has already put a plan into place to start gas rationing and Netherlands has been telling its people to go ahead and ration your gas yourself so try and if, if you let's say if you have a car that holds 12 gallons and you use that in a week try and make that 12 gallons go maybe a week and a half to two weeks if possible so I guess they're also getting a little bit spooked about this as well. Now, like I was telling you about those percentages, Germany gets half of its gas from Russia and would have an immediate recession if gas was really taken offline. A German network regulator warns that the nation uh, is uh, deteriorating of gas supply is at hand and stressing all of its citizens to get ready for all scenarios. Uh, sounds like to me over the next couple of weeks uh, this could get intense and I can appreciate the German leader saying hey brace for impact while the US is saying well we'll just dip into our savings account to lower the gas price and it could just you know when they just could drill and get more oil but you know that's not politically correct at this current climate or current, or current time. Now, for my fellow Americans, this seems to me that we bought a little bit of time, at least for the next six months, at best, if everything goes right and goes in our favor as a country. But starting, start making plans now to adjust your life in the event that there is a nationwide gas shortage. Uh, remember, I'm sure some of you remember that that little hack was it last summer where like you had a few states that just ran out of gas because somebody hacked the the, um, the pipeline yeah you, we could end up looking at something just like that but nationwide due to just supplies being out honestly definitely with us using oil reserves now now those who attempt to make changes have a better chance of getting through this than those who just aren't paying attention, which is sadly like most people here in the U.S. 
Now, uh, forgive him, Mr. PTO. That's my uh, lovely dog there. She decided that she wanted to talk on the podcast today. So <laughs> forgive that. But anyways, um, or then you also have those people that says that all oh, gas rationing, it can't happen here. We're the U.S. But those are the same people that probably asked you within two days of the supply chain breakdown of 2020. Hey, uh, can I get some toilet paper? Hey, can I get some baby formula? Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Hey, this, 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 this. Because, again, nothing bad can happen in the U.S. according to some of these people. And you're the crazy one for getting you a few little extra things before that had happened. Now, what I will say is get what you deem necessary for your family ASAP. If you have the means to do a little extra for the willfully ignorant or the non-believers of societal breakdowns, then help them if possible, if you choose to, because either way, they're going to come knocking at your door because they figure that "Mm, you probably at least know something. Now, more unsettling news. Uh, A Russian fighter jet had actually went into Sweden last month. Uh, Actually, a couple of Russian fighter jets went into Sweden's uh, airspace last month with nuclear-armed warheads, which that was kept extremely low-key. Now, I'm talking about that today. I actually heard about that like two weeks ago. And even when I heard about that two weeks ago, I was already two or three days late to the party on that. But I haven't seen that on none of the mainstream news media at all. This may be a surprise to most of you. But yes, you can Google this right now and type in Russia uh, Russia fighter jets in Sweden and it'll pop right up. Now, my guess, that was just kind of a show of force to Sweden and Finland uh, after those countries appeared to be kind of cuddling up with NATO. So, yes, even Finland. Ah, yeah. Yeah, y'all definitely better be on uh, lookout as well because, you know, at least from what I've heard, uh, any of that NATO partying and, hey, NATO's my friend. Hey, we're buddies. Yeah, that may not be such a good thing overall. Now, there is a section of Georgia, the country, not the state people the country of Georgia is seeking to join Russia in annexing itself from its uh, Georgian uh, uh, Georgian control to Russia. If you have a decent memory, you already know this is why Ukraine invasion had happened or one of the many reasons. Uh, so what you want to do as far as the country of Georgia, keep an eye out on April 10th, they will be voting uh, for this annexation of, I can't remember if it was Southern Georgia or if it was Eastern Georgia. There's some small district there that's saying that they want to be controlled by Russia. So as of April 10th, start looking at some of your mainstream news media sources, or if Mr. PTO can get back with you around that time, check me out. And then you'll probably hear a little bit more about it at that time. But just know that, hey, you're a few days early about knowing about that. So 
congratulations to you for listening. Uh, also, Russia had drafted 134,500 conscripts that will they, that they say won't go to Ukraine. But this is part of the annual draft that they do every year. So I don't necessarily find this to be overly alarming, but 134,000 troops is just... Hey, you're being drafted, and but you're not going to the combat zone, even though we're at war. That's kind of a, that's kind of interesting to me. So definitely, kind of keep your eyes on that. Also, borders of uh, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia have closed um, <laughs> a good portion of their borders, and th- and that's including for commercial crossing. So like food or na- uh, other natural resources like um, natural gas, oil, or whatever else is needed, any type of commerce or trade has been stopped at those borders, which those countries border Russia and Belarus. So I'm not necessarily sure what that's going to, um, what the fallout is going to be for that with those countries. But yeah, There is no trade or no people able to cross legally into Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia from Russia or Belarus at this time. Now, again, uh, you have to start thinking just about commerce. That means a lot of supplies is going to get cut off. Now, for us in the U.S., we can say, man, that kind of sucks or... Ooh, glad I'm not them, but you also have to think we're not necessarily in, the, in that good of shape ourselves. Think of all the medicines that we get from countries like China and raw materials from the Middle East. So all of you people that are on blood pressure medicine, uh, cholesterol medicine, insulin, shortages like that will hurt the U.S. And considering we all know of at least one person that are on those meds and that depend on those medicines, I, yeah, us here in the U.S., physically, we won't be in the best of shape just because, like I said, we all know of at least one person that's on blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medicine, or insulin. Maybe we know a person in all three categories, or maybe that's even you. Now, more of the story just get ready uh, as much as possible for supply chain issues. I mean, the president had even himself had called this out like, oh, supply chain issues and it's going to be serious this time. So, And then you also have these cases of bird flu. There was one state that had 6 million uh, chickens that they have to destroy. There's another state that had like 300,000. Another state that had 200,000. All over the U.S., I believe there's about six to eight states now. With the, I want to say if you add all of the numbers up, that comes up to about, I think it's 10 million chickens that have to be destroyed due to bird flu. So obviously, what does that mean? Chicken prices about to go up. Or you just may not even find chicken or eggs, which also means some of your egg-based products may not even be there as well or the prices will be extremely high. So like I said, moral of the story, just prepare as much as you can because uh, 
the whole normalcy bias, yeah, that's going to get you hurt around here, at least in your pockets and probably in your stomachs as well. Because you do have some some companies, there's some stores like Aldi's saying that they're going to have to raise prices as much as 30%. Now, I'm not necessarily sure if that's on the U.S. side, but for sure in Europe, they're talking about 30%. I'd have to assume that's going to be across the board, and I would say that's a safe assumption that if they're 30% in Europe raising the prices, expect 30% here. But then if that gets wind and other major companies start hearing, hey, they're charging another 30% and people are dealing with it, then expect other companies and other food chains to start raising their prices just as much. With that being said, another thing that you should be aware of as well, <laughs> it's not really, I guess, much of a moral of the story right now, but things that I'm thinking of right now as I go. Another two countries that you should pay attention to right now is Sri Lanka and uh, Peru. These countries have had some massive inflation and now it has started rioting in both of these countries. Definitely in their major cities, people are fighting over supplies. And that's due to, there was one report of a lady from uh, Sri Lanka saying that she couldn't afford to live. That she couldn't afford any food that I believe this lady was in her late 70s. And she couldn't afford to live. She couldn't afford her food. She had a fixed income as it was. And now she only has like $8 in her bank account and still has no food to eat. So when people have issues like that where they can't eat or their grandmother can't eat or you start having <laughs> stores talking about, hey, we're going to raise the prices another 30% just because, then yeah, understand people will come outside. Here in the U.S., you know people will come outside. So don't be thinking, oh, everything's fine. Nothing's going to happen here. People will protest. And as we know here, unlike other countries, in some countries, you go and try and rob somebody and you get caught. They, they cut off hands. They cut off limbs. They, they, they do certain extreme and what we would call here in the West barbaric things. But since we don't do that here in the U.S., you'd almost have to assume you get another 30% in food prices, another 30% in gas prices, another 30% in energy prices as far as your lights and water or um, natural gas bills if, if you have natural gas in your home. Yeah, man, people, people ain't gonna just sit for that stuff, at least for not very long. At least I don't think that they would. So we would almost have to assume that some of that behavior could transfer to over here as well. So that's something I would say be on the lookout for. Now, the real moral of the story, the real moral of the story is, again, inflation doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Supply chain issues. And honestly, and I, I really didn't want to say this, but 
you've got a lot of potential world war scenarios that could pop up or that actually not could but that are popping up you have a lot of countries saying that hey we're not gonna deal business with this country there's other countries saying that hey that currency was cool but you know what i might like this option over here a little bit better and if you've read a history book or went to a history class or even seen some of the old movies like um it ain't really that old. Take a movie like Pearl Harbor. You're starting to see like how some of the events transpired in Pearl Harbor, and that's why it happened. Well, now, if you rewatch that movie again, I know it's three and a half hours. You're starting to see those same things that happened back then in 1941 that are happening now. So that's just another trend for you to watch. But this has went on a lot longer than what I would have liked. We're at now 21 minutes. So again, this has been another episode of Echo Mel Radio. Again, make sure to follow your man on Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. And make sure that you get this information out to your friends and family. And um, like I said, I'll definitely try and get back with y'all a little bit faster. But the dates that you need to be aware of, at least for another potential international situation would be April 10th in the country of Georgia when they go to vote for that one little section of the country of Georgia to annex to Russia and then we'll have to see what happens out of that but alright good people I will holler at y'all later take care peace